Bellator 207 and 208 post-fight thoughts. Dun-dun-dun! Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. Before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor.fm. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. So over the weekend, we had Bellator 207 and 208. Bellator 207 was on Friday and Bellator 208 was on Saturday. 207 was headlined by Mitrione versus Bader and 208 was Fedor versus Sonnen. Let's start with the 207. The first fight that I believe stole the show on that card was the Nelson Sergi Kartanov fight. Sergi actually came into that contest over a 2 to 1 underdog and he absolutely destroyed Roy. He put a beating on him and finished him in the first round. For those of you who know, Sergi's been around a long time. He's fought a lot of good guys. He's got something crazy like a, a 93% finish rate. The guy's very good. He's had some injuries and stuff, and when I looked at that fight, uh, that was one of the things that was worrying me as, you know, where is he at at this stage of the game? But he showed he still got it. He was popping that jab in Roy's face over and over again. He did have the illegal knee on the ground. That was pretty blatant. Uh, I believe a point was taken for that as well, but in the end, that didn't matter. Roy was a warrior. He got up and went through and continued the fight. He could have quit. He didn't do that. Um, at this stage of the game, I mean, really, what does Roy bring? He, I don't even know if the guy trains. I've said this before. If you looked at my social media or follow me, I've just been critical of Roy from even the UFC days of being very one-dimensional doesn't seem like he takes it serious it really doesn't like he seems to just rely on that right hand since he went over to Bellator he's had a little bit of wrestling into the mix but he still hasn't looked good he's as big as ever as far as weight is concerned and he just eats punches left and right and as you saw when you're fighting a guy like Sergi you just can't do that he's, he was accurate he's powerful and he put him out and once Roy's durability goes, that's it. His career is over. You could already say that his career is pretty much over. I mean, he hasn't looked good in how many fights. And he's basically doing the same thing, relying on the big right hand, his ability to absorb punishment. And if, if you can get past that, you can beat him. I mean, I think he should have developed far more than what he did at this stage of the game. I don't think it's going to happen. So, I mean, what can you expect from Roy? As far as the odds go, Sergi was plus 220 at the time of closing. That's a straight bet. And he was also plus 4-1 to one to win inside. So that was a beautiful, beautiful bet if you got in on it. Also, we have the Mitrion Bader fight. Before I get into that, I want to make a correction. I said it was five rounds. It's three. I said the same thing for Fedor and Sonnen. It was three. The issue became um, the welterweight Grand Prix finals were five rounds. So automatically, I'm assuming that all the Grand Prix are five rounds, but that wasn't the case. Uh, somebody pointed out on social media it had something to do with Rory having to defend the title going five rounds. 
And so they made sure that all of the contenders that were competing would have to go five rounds to make it even out. We didn't have that in the uh, heavyweight Grand Prix. So there's only one more fight that's going to happen in January. But obviously I prefer five rounds, of course, for the Grand Prix. But I like five rounds for non-title fights. If it's headlining the card, I like five rounds, like how the UFC does that. That's one thing I wish Bellator would do. Um, people generally want to see these guys that are headlining, you know, go as far as they can, as far as if we can get a five round fight and get, you know, 25 minutes of war versus 15 minutes. I personally like five, especially when you're taking an under, you want the most, uh, rounds possible. So that's a correction that needed to be made because obviously that can screw up capping when you're going from three to five rounds. And you saw that in the Bader fight, we got boring Bader on Friday. It happens. We've talked about how he improved his striking, but generally he's a wrestler and he can be very, very, very boring. And I thought it was boring on Friday. You could see that Mitrion was a fish out of water when his back hit the mat. We already talked about that. The fight was nothing that we didn't think it would be, except for you just get those times with Bader where he just does just enough where he won't get stood up. It's one of the reasons he's very difficult to beat because he's a good enough wrestler. He can get most people down, and when he gets them down, he just controls them, does his ground and pound, and keeps them there for the whole round. The next round starts, and it's rinse and repeat, and it'll just go on and on and on. That's why with Bader, if you're expecting that stoppage, you know, you want the most rounds as possible because otherwise he can just lay on people. A lot of people pointed to the King Mo as, you know, some proof that he's an exciting fighter I don't consider Bader an exciting fighter I think that was I don't want to call it a fluke but he just caught him and put him out and that happens but generally speaking if you go book back and look at Bader's career what you saw on Friday is what he is and a lot of people have gripes with wrestlers because a lot of times that's what happens even in the second round it looked like he had that submission lock and then Matt was ready to tap and somehow he lost it or Matt grinded it out. Whatever the case was, he didn't get the tap. And it was just round after round after round of him laying on Matt Mitrione and hitting him. But not hitting him enough to stop the fight. Just hitting him enough to keep it from being stood up. And like I said, if you're on Bader and you took him straight or you took him points or whatever, you, you got to be happy with the performance because he won. He took no damage. I don't even know if he got hit, honestly. I really don't. I can't recall him getting hit on the feet at all. And so you cash. What more can you want? From an entertainment aspect, it's totally different, obviously. If you're looking at watching the fights for entertainment, Bader's going to put you to sleep more often than not. And that's not, a, that's not a put you to sleep as far as knocking you out, put you to sleep. He's going to put you to sleep by being boring. And that's the way he fights. And he's going to be dangerous against uh, Fedor in January simply because of that style. And we'll, we'll talk over the 208 card as far as the main event and what happened there in a second. But you know, Bader's nobody to sleep on as far as the way that he's able to control people in the, in the, in the cage. And that's one of the reasons he's seen so, so much success in Bellator is because he's able to do this on a more consistent level than he was in the UFC. In the UFC, he'd put together a couple wins or whatever and then run into somebody that he couldn't wrestle. And then generally, he'd get stopped and beat up. 
and he hasn't been able to face that adversity yet in Bellator. He's been able to control people and put them in spots that he wants to be in. And if he can keep doing that, he's going to win. So as far as 208 goes, Fedor got the win via the first round stoppage. That was pretty much how we saw that fight going. Again, even though we capped it as a five-round fight, we figured that Sonnen was going to have to get him down and keep him down. Um, Sonnen showed tough. I mean, he showed some toughness. He showed some heart in that fight. I know a lot of people think he's, you know, um, quit in fights before and maybe not put up an effort that they thought he should have. But I didn't see that in this fight. He did make the stupid move uh, where he had the back control, back mount, and then he tried to roll Fedor over. And that didn't work, and he lost position, and Fedor got on top of him. It happens. I mean, I wouldn't have personally done that in that position, but he said he does that a lot when he was in wrestling, and so he thought he could pull it off. Um, he he did get Fedor down a time or two, and personally, even though Fedor won, I really wasn't that impressed with him. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought... Uh, Chael had some areas of success that I could see Bader doing even better in. I mean, Chael basically picked Fedor up and threw him right down. If he can do it, Bader certainly can do it. I think Bader's probably the stronger of the two at heavyweight as far as uh, Chael versus Bader. Um, I don't know if Bader's an uh, uh, outright better wrestler, but he seems to be able to do it more consistently. Chill even took a big shot on the feet and didn't go spark out. Would that shot knock Bader out? Maybe. Like I said, I'm not totally sold on Bader's shin. He's been dropped and knocked out before. Uh, like I said, before uh, the fight, Tito Ortiz did it, dropped him, and then submitted him. So if Fedor can hit him like that, of course, that's going to be dangerous. But if... Um, Ryan Bader shot on Matt Mitrione as quick as he did, as often as he did. You know, you guys already know what he's going to do with Fedor. I mean, it'll be uh, surprising if he even throws a punch. He's going to look to shoot on Fedor from the moment the bell rings, and he's going to try to keep him down and do the exact same thing he did to Matt Mitrione. Um, going in, I said that Fedor really has submissions and he has the ability to submit but not so much off of his back going in on uh previous to the fight the broadcast was talking about all his submissions and so showing some of his uh submissions off of his back and how his hips are good and this that and the other but you saw when chael put him on his back he didn't do anything and that's a huge problem if he's going to be on his back against Bader because Bader will control him and keep him down. Another thing I didn't like about Fader was he looked tired to me. I know after the fight they asked him and he said he wasn't tired, but he looked tired to me. That was roughly like the four minute mark, I would say. And I think it was just that he was so much stronger than Sonnen. He was able to power out of positions better than he would have been able to do against a bigger guy. But he looked tired to me. And I know somebody had mentioned on social media that once uh, Fedor got fatigued, that Sonnen would be able to be in the in the match, you know, be able to implement his game plan. But I never bought that because I didn't think Sonnen could stand on the feet with Fedor even when he was tired. And that was proven in that fight because basically Fedor stopped him while he was fatigued. I mean, he wasn't fresh. Now, granted, he did do a lot of ground and pound at the end to get the stoppage. So I'm sure that flurry got him tired. But even leading up until that 
that flurry, the actual stoppage, he looked tired to me. He just, I don't know, he, 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 he just looked fatigued. And that was basically a striking match. There was grappling and stuff, and he was he was stuffing sounding here and there. Sonny got a takedown here and there, and Fedor reversed him here and there. But overall, you're talking about a four-minute, I think it ended right at the end of the first round. So you're talking like a five-minute fight, and he was already fatigued. That's going to be a big problem against Bader because if he can't get Bader out of there early, then Bader's going to be able to get him down, and then you're going to be relying on Fedor's submission ability off of his back to end this because I don't think he's going to be able to muscle out with Bader, especially if you get past the first round. I think he's going to get increasingly fatigued, and then those takedowns are going to become easier and easier, and that's going to that's going to be a problem. I got, I got to wait and see what we're looking at as far as lines that come out as far as straight bets and then props. But I think that's a difficult, difficult matchup for Fedor after the first round. Now, could he just land that big bomb? Yes. So that's something, like I said, I don't want to get too deep into capping it, but you can just see with the styles of these two. And if you watch that Sonnen fight and you see those areas that Sonnen had success in, you can transfer that over to Bader and say, could Bader do this? And could he do it better? And could he do it more consistently? And could he, you know, keep Fedor in those positions? And if you can answer yes to some of those or maybe all of those, then you can see, wait a minute now. I got to look at this and see if, if I'm taking Fedor, I got to have some real value here. And how does Fedor win? Of course, we're probably going to say inside because that's just the way that he plays the game. And you saw that with Sonnen. He throws with power with everything he's got. And he tries to rip your head off. And even when he's fatigued, he still has that power. So he's still dangerous. But overall, I thought Bader implemented his game plan probably the best uh, on the card as far as between him and Fedor and Sonnen and Matt Mitrione. Uh Fedor did get the win, but again, I wasn't too impressed with the way he did it. Again, a lot of times the striking is sloppy and stuff, but he's powerful, so he's able to hit these guys and finish them. I, I give a lot of credit to Sonnen. I mean, he always talks a lot of trash and everything, but I thought he backed it up as well as he could as far as what he was trying to do. He stayed in the fight. A lot of people were questioning the stoppage, you know, like he just basically turtled up. And But I believe there was a ground-and-pound punch right before he turtled up that really hurt him. I'm going off my memory here. I think there was a, a big punch that stunned him. And then after that punch, he turtled up. And then Fedor just hammered on him, and then the ref stepped in. But overall, I thought they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, both guys were favored, Fedor and Bader. They both came through, so regardless of how you had them, if you had them straight or Bader points or Fedor inside or whatever the case is, that came in. We're going to see those guys in January, and I think there's going to be a lot of people on both sides of the fence with that because they can see Fedor knocking Bader out, but they can also see Bader taking Fedor down and just dry humping him to death. And like I said, if you can see that, then you're going to have a hard time taking Fedor because it's going to be can Fedor submit Bader off of his back. And then, like I said, as far as I'm concerned, Fedor isn't all what everybody says, especially at this stage of the game, off of his back right now. And Bader's a high, high-level wrestler. So 
he would have to get caught with something sneaky, I think. And I don't think at this stage of the game, Fedor is really about being sneaky. So anyway, hopefully you guys watched the fights. Hopefully you guys cashed in on the fights. Let me know what you thought about Bellator 207 and Bellator 208. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.